All right. So we've been on the conversation over the past two weeks, right? Right? All right. And uh, today we're going to be tying it up. Um, just a couple of announcements. Today is the first Sunday in the month of December. The third Sunday, if I'm right, 18, we're going to have a Q&A, live class Q&A on anything we've talked about so far. So I want you to collate your questions. Is that fine? And then the 25th, which is going to be the last Sunday, I have a special gift for everybody. A special teaching. See the way the eyes just shone. It's a special teaching. <laughs> you like good gifts? No, trust me. Um, it is a good gift. It is a teaching that normally I would have reserved for a paid seminar. But the Lord told me to give it to you guys. So, and I can tell you what. Do you, do you, want, do you want to know now? Or you want to find out on Christmas Day? You wait. You wait. Okay, we'll wait. We wait. We wait. Praise God. <laughs> All right. And also, please don't miss the 11 a.m. services in the month of December. They are going to be fire. What we're discussing today is the real reason we started all this ESBI conversation. The first two parts, I believe you've learned one or two things, right? Yes. One or two things, hopefully. Um, and... Um, In the first part, just for a quick recap, we said that who you are will ultimately influence what you do. Do we remember that? So don't just be in a hurry to say, oh, I'm, I'm no more going to be employed. One of my goals in 2023, I'm going to fire my boss and hire myself. Please don't be hastily foolish. We don't say foolish on the altar. We, we speak King James English. Don't be unwise. All right. Amen. I love the King James Bible. It's very, it's very, let's leave that conversation for another day. All right. My bosses have decided that. Um, so in part one, we said who you are will ultimately influence what you do, right? And then in part two, we talked about some cardinal differences between the four groups. Anybody remembers? Anybody remembers? If nobody remembers, we'll just share the grace. So, what was the first area we looked at differences? Investments. What was the second area? Importance. What was the third area? Taxes. And what was the fourth area? Payday. Can you see what I did there? You guys did not see it. Oh, no. Okay. So today, today really is the main crux. We are landing this plane finally on this conversation. And you will very quickly discover that what we are going to discuss today is going to lead us into another conversation, which we are going to have, God willing, in the new year. Because I know I will be alive and well. And you will be alive and well in the mighty name of Jesus. All right. So part of the things we want to settle today is that true life, will never be lived in the comfort lane. Are you with me? And I can wipe this down. But I want you to continue to see it. So let me just put it here. 
I'm going to be very, very tough this morning, and it's going to be very deliberate because I've been sent to shake something inside you. You might not like me today, but you will like me tomorrow. Hello? Hello? Is that fine? See, I have a, I have a very healthy self-esteem. If a billion people don't like me today, it shakes nothing, so I don't mind. Do you understand? Hello? Uh-huh. So, it's not like PD, we know it's a lie. If we don't like you now, you just try, try it and see. At least my, my wife will continue to love me. That's enough. It's more, it's more than enough. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, life is never lived in this zone, comfort zone. And unfortunately, many people become believers, hoping their, their, their goal is that I can drag God to sustain me here. That's, that's really the definition of modern-day Christianity for many people. I found a God that will ensure that my bills are paid on time. A God that ensures that I am not sacked. A God that ensures that I am promoted at the right time. And part of what I've come to push someone this morning is that you will never maximize life in the comfort zone. Part of what you need to begin to do is to trust God to push you out of the comfort zone into this zone. Now, this zone out there is called unknown. This zone out there is called uncertain. This zone out there is called risky. But all these are words that don't exist in the believer's dictionary. Are you with me? For the child of God, believer in Christ Jesus, there is no such thing as unknown. Because the one who holds tomorrow is your daddy. There is no such thing as uncertain. We have a more sure word of prophecy. Tomorrow is as clear as clear can be because we are standing on sure promises. There is no such thing as risk in the kingdom. We only have instructions. And when the instruction says, come out, <laughs> come out of the boat, they will call it risk. But you will call it obedience. Because he spoke. Are you with me? So if you are going to maximize life as a believer, you have to live here. And I'm going to tell you the two reasons why I am discussing this. Please. Well, the Lord told me this a long time ago, so I think I should just be at peace with it. That many will take our teachings at life class and use it in another way. And they will produce Labans. We understand that now, right? Well, this is the generation of them that seek your face that seek your face oh jacob this is that generation Selah. all right um we're having today's conversation something happened many years ago in in a certain country the country of my birth all right and some of you might know that country some of you might not really know and that's fine um it was very popular at the time for the people who were considered forward thinking to buy shares. And some of you will know the time I was talking about. If you were not buying shares, you were wrong. You know, everybody was just buying shares. It was the in thing. Brokers were on the rise, teaching financial intelligence. You could just buy shares. Even if you don't know what the company does, even if you don't know what dividends are, even if you don't know how corporate government governance is, just buy it. You know, secure the future. That's what they told us. And I can remember as a young boy then, I bought shares. 
And one of the days, I got a letter in the mail. Please follow. There is power in this story. And I opened it and I saw dividends. And I opened the thing. It looked like a check, but it was not a check. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? The company had sent me dividends. I was so glad. I invested and, you know, my investment is still intact. And I have something to, you know, flaunt with. It wasn't a lot, you know, but it was something. So, you know what I did? Follow my story. I bounced shoulders eye into the bank, you know. I said, I have, I have something here I want to convert to cash. And the bank teller looked at me and looked at the computer. Looked at me and looked at the computer. And she said something I'll never forget. She said, what you have is a savings account. You can't pay in checks or dividends into savings accounts. Hello. If you are ever, mama, that it didn't scared me. It scared the, the young me. It said, if you are ever going to cash, that means this thing in your hand, it is yours. It has your name on it. You own it. But if you are ever going to have it, you need to open another account. Hello. So I took my paper. My, because before I went into the bank, it was money. When I was leaving that, it suddenly became paper. <laughs> because I could not have it. Are you with me? Are you with me? Now, that story is going to make sense shortly because many of, many of us are carrying things that we cannot pay into the current accounts you have. What you have right now cannot convert what is on you. So it is as though, you know, the company will say we sent you dividend. Why, why have you not breakfast? It's like, no cash. Oh, well, that's not on us. We sent it. I'm speaking deep parables this, this morning. Let's go to God's word. Um, Exodus chapter 6 and verse 5, very quickly, just to settle some initial thoughts, and then we will jump into it. Exodus chapter 6 and verse 5. Is it, is it coming, or shall I open? Exodus chapter 6 and verse 5. Part of the things we said is, when you want to break out from this zone, um, so for those who don't know what these zones are, this is employed, this is self-employed, this is a business owner, and this is an investor. And we said every time you want to break from here, in the story of um, Jacob, Laban said, I know that God has blessed me because of you, so I want to increase your wages. That is one flip side. Um, when you want to break out, you begin to see things looking like... Why am I leaving this shore zone to go and do something that is unsure? The other part I didn't tell you is that this is very spiritual. And every time you also want to break out, there is a force behind it. The spirit of Egypt that says you are not going anywhere. Exodus chapter 6 verse 5. I might have to pull it up, pull it up from my own Bible. Exodus chapter 6 and verse 5. I believe you brought your Bibles to church. It says here, I'm reading from the New King James, and I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Is that in your Bible? Okay, it says, you can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Can you see it? 
That verse is the biblical verse for the story I just told you. That a people of covenant can be in bondage. It is an oxymoron. That a people with dividends in hand do not have anywhere to pay it into. It says, I've heard their groans, they are my children, they are people of covenant, but they are in bondage. And now I have sent them help, even the way God has sent us help this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. All right, let's move on. Exodus chapter 5, I'll read verse 4 to verse 7 very quickly, and then we'll go into really my assignments this morning. Pharaoh replied, Moses and Aaron, why are you distracting? Can you see how Pharaoh interprets breakout? He says it's a distraction. Before life class, you were, you were fine. You were paying your tithe. You were sending something back home. Living comfortably. Living comfortably. Living comfortably. Because by the time we are done today, your, your, your seat is supposed to be, there should be knives there and bottles you no, know, you sit like at the edge. You can see the way PB is sitting. That's the way everybody will be sitting. And you know, with expectation, I am breaking out and I'm ready. Not, not that I just, you know. <laughs> Glory to God. It says you are distracting these people, teaching them that they have a, a bright future, teaching them that they are going to employ people, teaching them that they are going to sponsor the gospel, teaching them that they are going to build sanctuaries, teaching them that they are going to be the reasons why widows are fed, why orphanages are running functionally. You are distracting them. Leave them where they are. It says get back to work. This is get back to work. Get back to work. Get back to work. Can you see it? It says, look, there are many of your people in the land and you are stopping them from their work. You are distracting these people. This covenant talk, kingdom, prosperity, leave it. So that same day, Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and to the Israelite foremen. What was the message? Verse 7. That same day, Pharaoh sent, are we on verse 7? Is this verse 7? Give me verse 8. What was the message? I want us to read it. It says, let them intensify the work make it more difficult for them and don't even give them raw materials let them sweat <laughs> let them sweat it out so what happens in verse 21 if you can give us verse 21 in the contemporary english version and then we'll go into my main assignment this morning the men said these were the people that the covenant god was sending to pull out from bondage they said we hope the Lord will... Do you know... Hello? Do you know the people they are talking to here? They were talking to Moses and Aaron. God's servants to deliver them. They said, we hope the Lord... <laughs> King James puts it very dignifyingly. The Lord judge you. Mm, it's not like caught. It says, we hope the Lord will punish both of you. For making Pharaoh and his officials hate us. It says, now they have an excuse to what? To kill us. I was fine where I was. You pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. Now I'm on the, on, the, on the edge. All of that to say that breaking out of this zone, you're not just going to stroll out. You're going to break out. Did you hear me? Nobody strolls out of this life. You break out of it. You break out of it. And I think I can say that boldly in a month of de like December. 
that it is our month of breakthrough. You will break out of it, boy. And a seed, many of you, all the dividends in your heart that have been piling up, piling up, 2023, the Lord is going to open the kind of account that all those things will now begin to find manifestation. Speaking figuratively, but I speak by prophecy. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to verse 5. Let us get into it now. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 to verse 5. It says, and it shall come to pass if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do. Somebody say to observe and to do. All his commandments which I command you this day, that the Lord your God. Now, this is the covenant coming to life now. It will set you, I, above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Now, it says that the way that blessing will manifest, the bank won't call you and say, we are sharing dividends, take cash, take cash, take... We won't do that. We are going to mail something to your house that you will have to take somewhere to convert to the version that you can use. I hope these figures of speech are not too much. Because when he says that the blessings will come on you and overtake you, many believe that what it means is that an angel will knock on my door and is going to deliver groceries. And as he's on his way out, another angel will come and deliver my mortgage payment. Then another, nah, it doesn't work that way. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. So he goes in verse 3. He says, you will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed in the field. I think it's the CV. He says, your businesses will be blessed and your farms will be blessed. But they don't have businesses. Are you seeing where I'm going this morning? So the blessing is hanging. The paper is piling up, even though it is not paper. Let's go on to verse 4. Somebody saying, B is coming for us this morning. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. We thank God for the fruit of our body. And the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your kind, and the flocks of your sheep. Please, nobody should be under pressure today. Did you hear me? This is today's version of you. This is not the permanent version of you. And I can tell you I've seen the future. I've, I've seen the real version of you. If you've seen it too, you will be smiling more than you are smiling now. Yes, you will. Glory to Jesus. So there's no pressure here. Isaiah tells us that look unto your father, Abraham. I called him alone. Of course, it's easy to read that he had servants and he, the Lord had blessed him. But it didn't start that. It started alone. When Jacob hustled to the house of Laban, he, he, he had just one winter jacket and one stick. But when he was leaving, he left a nation. He could sign checks for the regions around him. So please do not underestimate where you are today. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? It says the increase of your kind and the flocks of your sheep. Verse 5. This is really where we are going to. It was many years ago in prayer dom KICC. I had Pastor Matthew share this. I think just talk somewhere. Now I have crystallized it. Blessed shall be your basket and your store. He 
it would almost seem as though the blessing does not understand this place. Sincerely. Such that it will now go through the person that has employed you. Hello. Are you with me this morning? Is everybody sitting in church? So when the, the blessing is saying, there's the kind of thing I do. But since I can't find it, let me bypass Jacob and go to Laban. So I'm blessing Laban because of Jacob. Because Laban has this. Do you understand? Hello? So it says here that blessed will be your basket. The, the basket can feed you and your family at best. When you have a bountiful basket, maybe your neighbors also. And that is it. But that is not where the blessing stops. The blessing even begins to work from basket level. It says that blessed will be your store. Somebody say store. That is when you are no longer feeding yourself and your family. You can feed the community. This is store. Let us jump to verse 8. Verse 8. Is he coming on our screens? The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee where? In your storehouses. Somebody say storehouses. All of us, in the year 2023, you must begin to trust God. To break out of here, you will start with a basket. That is fine. From basket, you will graduate to a store. From store, you will graduate to a storehouse. Some people are receiving it. Some of you, what will happen after today? Today's service is very spiritual. It's not a typical life class. Some of the dreams, ideas you've been having, resurrection power begin to brood over it. And you wake, some of you wake up in the middle of the night with viral and paper. You start writing things. Writing things, writing things, writing things. Because that's how it works. It's, it's, it's warfare. Pharaoh wants you here. Do you know what we can do as a ministry when all of us are here? Just think about it. Think about it. Was at IGOC. I was having a chat with Pastor Nat. And he said, oh, we're having thy kingdom come in Toronto. In, please, don't quote me. He didn't say Toronto. He said in Canada, please. Oh, I'm the one saying Toronto. Okay. That was me, please. So that you won't go hold the organizers. And it just occurred to me that with all what they're doing all over the world, they shouldn't have to come here and foot everything. Like someone, someone here should be able to say venue paid for. And I'll just uh, pass on that. Venue is paid for. Someone else will just say hotels paid for. That is, that is how we live in this kingdom. Boy. So you can see why the enemy does not want us here. That's when we, have, we want to move to our, our own place. You preach sermon on giving, 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 giving. You know? And people are just looking at you. Where, what, what do I have to give? On bas- I've given myself. I've given the fruits. I've given the baskets too. <laughs> turn, us up, PD, turn us upside down. You know? Shake it. <laughs> ah. Well, my God is able to make all grace to abound. Glory to Jesus. Can you see why this is important? 
There are some blessings that the, the, the bank that issued them says issue to basket. The bank that issues them says issue to store. Issue to storehouse. If there's no storehouse, we will just be waiting. Someone said, Pity Shores. Proverbs chapter 3, let me read verse 9 and verse 10 to you. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and verse 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions. We give our offerings, we pay our tithes, we support the ministry. Glory to Jesus. And with the first fruits of your increase. Oh, we don't just do tithes, we also pay our first fruits. We are people of faith. We commit the first income, the first endeavor to God's hands and we know that his blessing is on everything. Go to verse 10 and see how the reward is signed in heaven. So your barns. Other versions will tell you barns is storehouse. So you've been doing all these things and you're like, God, where are you? God is saying, I've been sending them to you. Where is your storehouse? Where is your barn? Your vats will overflow with new wine. If, if it must work by force, your employers will be saying things are moving because of you. But you are not maximizing what you really carry. Because Pastor Matthew would thought that this one is really, this one is really like, you know, I'm into. Do you know I'm into? Yeah, this one is I'm into. I'm into this. This is just baskets. Store means you are now a small enterprise employing 50 people or less. That's store. 50 people or less. You are paying 50 families' salaries. So, anybody did not receive it. They're like, KPD, me, me, I need help. Help. No help. Help. <laughs> but there's no help from Zion. There's only help. 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 <laughs> this one is when you're not able to do more than 50. When you have your 51st employee, then you've unlocked storehouse. You will be shocked the way every, all the paper, in quotes, has been piling. We said, we've been waiting for where we can convert this thing to. And that's when you start getting calls from all over the world. They'll be calling you from Hong Kong, Singapore, calling you from Sydney, Australia, saying, we need you. We need your services. We need you. We need your services. Do you have enough faith to receive it? Do you have, do you have space for a few more thoughts that will provoke you that this is us in 2023? So that your prayer points as you are planning to cross over into the new year you are now trusting god and let me tell you how it is done we are grateful for where we are but there is a dissatisfaction on our inside what the enemy wants to do to the believer is he wants to convince you that dissatisfaction is ingratitude please just pardon all my spellings is it correct? Okay. But the blessing and the spirit you carry is a spirit that yearns and longs for more. So I say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this minimum wage I'm earning. I am grateful to you because the works of man are blessed. But I know this is not all there is to be. Can you see how it is done? That is dissatisfaction. Ingratitude is, I'm just here. Paying tight, paying offering. I'm still just earning minimum wage. You know, PG is saying God is raising millionaires. I don't even know if God added me to that list. Because I don't trust in Jay Gabriel again. You know, came to church, wrote list. I want to see the list. I want to see it. I want to know if I'm on the list. Because I don't trust those angels. You know, that's ingratitude. The paycheck arrives. You've paid this way. You say, God, see, everything is even gone. What will I serve you with? You know, no, we don't do it like that. That's not how it's done. We, 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 in, dissatisfaction and gratitude work together. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you because there is food on this table. Thank you for contentment that has come with this meal. But I know very soon I will be the one putting foods on many tables. Can you see how dissatisfaction works? It's not ingratitude. Please don't allow the enemy to convince you that your pastor is teaching you how to be. No, what I'm doing is pushing you out of here. That as you are taking that food you are grateful for, the Lord will be showing you pictures of people starving that don't have food. So as, are, even as the thing is going, it will be going with, with calm. You know, like, hey, there, there are people to feed. Some of us, this is what keeps us awake at night. There are nations to conquer. Canada must hear the gospel. God didn't send us here to just be in one room in Mississauga. No, we are taking this gospel to the ends of the earth. And you are going to be a part of it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6 from verse 24. We want to look into some very deep things that Jesus is saying. Every time you met somebody who was considered rich or wealthy in scriptures, you will notice that they had lots of employees. They employed a lot of people. They were operating at the storehouse level. All of them. You know, as I was meditating on this, the story of the rich fool came to mind. It was in a season of harvest. Do you know what he was telling himself? I want to tear down my... That is what he had. No basket. Matthew chapter 6, let's look at what Jesus has to tell us. It says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other. Or he will stand by and be devoted to one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. This is the Amplified, right? Deceitful riches, money, possessions. Or whatever is trusted in. Can you see that? Can you see that? So please, all of this is not for, for you to just be you know, ridiculously rich. And your confidence now shifts from God into riches. Let me tell you, whenever you have a lot of money, you will discover that money is very spiritual. You will discover. And you will discover that you must exercise spiritual authority. In that moment, if not, it will, it will, money will just let you know now you can do anything. Nobody's your mate. Do you know what it means to have one million dollars freely just sitting in your account, tax free? Think about it now. Some of you, you, as you just thought about it, your, your, your phone just shook a bit. You say, What? One million dollars like that? But very soon, in a, in a matter of months to years, you know. When I say one million, it should be like, ah, PD, what do you mean? That's changed. That's how much we are giving for children's department. For Christmas party. <laughs> do you know you can do a continental Christmas party? And you turn it to crusade. You just pick like 50 countries. Christmas season. You take music. You take tracts. You take everything. You give food. And you preach the gospel. 50 cities. One million dollars. And when you are sleeping, you will hear the angels sing. Sincerely. You know, these days are sounding too prophetic in the future. But I'm telling you, they are not far. They are not far anymore. Okay, let's go to Matthew chapter 6, if they have it for us. Matthew chapter 6. Let's go to verse 20. Let me see which one they have for me. 25 or 26? They have 26. I believe this is the NKJV. It says, look at the birds. When Jesus says, look, please look. Hello? So what is Jesus saying we should do? 
look at the beds of the air. They neither do what? Don't rush Jesus. So wait. Which one are we cleaning? Let's clean this one. Jesus is giving, is giving, boy. It says that, I'm going to speak in, in, in babbling tongues to the outsiders. It says, but to you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. When I'm talking to them, I can be talking about birds of the air. But I told you, look. So you better look so that you will see what others won't see. Look at the birds of the air. Okay, Jesus, we are looking. They neither sow. He's giving you, have you been to a place where your dad is giving you tips before? And he's using the eye to give you the tips. There's one complex question be, be in front of you and you need help. You know you really need help. But your dad comes, but he can't just tell you the answer is F-A-I-T-H. So he tells you that, you know, when you are looking at the, the alphabets and you are counting from the beginning, it's just saying so that you can pick it. Part of what you, we, if indeed it is his DNA in you, you will know how to pick things. So does anybody want to pick things this morning? If we are going to look, it gives us a principle. It says so. Reap. Gather into barns. Right here is the secret. Sow and reap is invest. Gather into barns. It says the birds don't do that. Your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value? So what will your heavenly father do? As you sow and reap and gather into barns, your heavenly father does what? Increases. Can you see it? Am I the only one seeing it? Verse 30. Let's see verse 30 in the CEV. Verse 30. God gives such beauty to everything that grows in the fields, even though it is here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow. It says God will surely even... Let me read that again. God will surely do even more for you. Why do you have such little faith? He's saying, why are you staying here? Like, it doesn't make sense. If you don't have God and you are here, that's fine. Oh, what if we do that thing and the only... See, this boy, I should have written this to the believer is instruction. If you have that peace in your spirit, go for it. Go for it. Oh, but the last time we went for it, he did it. Boy. Why do you have such little faith? I feel like pulling everybody's ears and shouting in it. Why do you have such little faith? Was that close enough? Uh Uh-huh. It says, go, go for it. God will surely do more for you. God will surely do more for you. Your, your own investments are not just insured by the national, what's that, NDIC? CDIC. No, your, your, own, your own investments have everyone's insurance systems. And in the new year, we'll talk about spiritual investment and physical investment. Because if all of your asset classes exist on earth, you are, of all men, <laughs> how do we invest in an heavenly bank account? That's a conversation for another life class. Okay, let's read verse 32 to verse 33. I round up this morning. Has anybody been blessed? Has anybody been challenged? Yeah. 
the next question is, PD, I've had this idea. How do I start? How do I start? I want to start with a basket. Um, so many, some people will say, no, I'm, I'm going big. You know, I want to employ 500 people. It's my brother. <laughs> my sister, please, start with basket. Mm? Start, feed yourself. <laughs> feed your family. <laughs> feed your neighbors. Graduate to a store. Then we can now start unlocking barns. Is that fine? Let's, let's read verse 32 to verse 33 and tie this up. It says, for after all these things do the Gentiles, please read that as unbelievers. The unbelievers are seeking after these things. Your heavenly father knows that you need. So it is not a want. Your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. He says to you and I, but seek first the kingdom of God. Seek his righteousness. You know, this is where a lot of believers stop with that scripture. But that's not where the scripture say, ends. It says all these things, they'll be added. Somebody say added. Somebody say added. So where is your basket? Where is your store? And where is your barn? Where are your storehouses? Because there are blessings hanging with your name on it. And maybe I should say this. If you want to move like Jacob, let me just end this. Will, will this be too deep for us? Is it going to be too deep for us? Should I say it? Let me say it. Okay, I, I know it won't be too deep for us. The picture of Jacob and Esau is a picture of the legitimate first son and the first son by covenant. Because when you look at the nation of Israel and those of us who have been engrafted into Christ, you will see that there is an Esau there. And there is a Jacob in that picture. And Jacob, though he has the blessing and inherits the blessing, is considered a supplanter. In quotes, Gentile. I'm speaking very, very... And there's no, I, don't, I don't know why I'm rounding up this way. But my point is, it is okay to be here. And to start here. You can be here and be here. Can you see it? You can be here and be here. You can be here and be here. You can be everywhere and then you break out of this place eventually. Because what you are producing here, you are going to need it to invest. What you are producing here, you are going to need it to invest. What you are producing here, you are going to need it to invest. I had a, let me round up with this. I had a call with one of my mentors on Friday, Thursday. Gave him some news. He was really glad. And he just started releasing blessings. You know, blessings are bigger than cash. Many times. He said, are you somewhere you can stretch forth your hands? I said, yes, sir. He said, stretch it out. Hey, I knew the thing was coming. You know, there are blessings from the mouth. There are blessings from the heart. Blessed me thoroughly from his heart. And after the call, he said, please make sure that you commit to building wealth. He said, I'm giving you five years. He said, your portfolio should be producing the same thing. From your income and this. It says once so many people don't know what portfolio means. So we'll we'll talk about that. I'm not talking about the suitcase in your bedroom. All right. We will we'll break it down and explain it. We don't want to assume, we want to assume zero knowledge. So that even the kids too will we understand. Do you know they listen? Yeah, they listen, they hear all these things. They sometimes they rehash these things to us in the house and talk about the things we've learned. Has anybody been blessed? Are you going to be grateful here? But it's okay to be dissatisfied, right? Yeah. Yeah. Father, I will thank you for your word. Thank you for the anointing that rests upon us. We will be doers 
not just hearers in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.